Assalamu alaikum everyone welcome to Nomadic Mike here we share stories personal development and to educate the community I'm your host Ahmed Islam and my co-host Abdurrahman aka Abdul Hero our guest today is very special guest uh, Amina Smile welcome Amina thank you so much for having me welcome so she's a coach clinic uh, psychologist and she's also a founder of her sister network inshallah we will also get down what's behind her sister network so my brother Abdurrahman Abdul Hero welcome also uh, thank you so much Ahmed uh, sister Amina welcome to the podcast so uh, I think the first question we would be asking and uh, I think the first question and the simplest would be uh, generally what is mental health basically uh, thank you for having me as uh, my brothers have said my name is Amina Ismail uh, when it comes to mental health uh, as human beings, uh, we, uh, we have uh, definitions and uh, it's a personal thing. And uh, what I understand as a clinical psychologist is uh, many people don't know it. And uh, it takes time, it takes education, and sometimes it takes experience for you to understand what mental health is. And uh, as the scientist says, or as uh, the, health, the health people say, uh, mental illnesses are health conditions involving changes in emotions, thinking and behavior. It's all about how we think, how we feel and uh, our emotions. That basically is mental health. Great, great. Because I think uh, when people think about mental health or when the word mental health comes to mind, I think people mostly think about uh, like this person, you know, like mental problems, like the person's not fit upstairs. But I think mental health has more to it. So thank you, sister, for the definition. Uh, uh, so the so the second question would be, uh, Ahmed, do you have anything to add, brother, about no, mental health? For me, mental health, like uh, what all I know, like okay. I can't say already. My sister Amina already said about the mental health and the definition, but all I can say is like I know in mental health, the four to three people, there's one has there's the one who has it, yeah. the mental health. That's great. That's amazing. Thanks for sharing. And. As human beings, as we grow from adolescence to teenagehood, childhood and adulthood, we all go through mental health. And as we said, when some, someone hears mental health, they all think you are crazy, you're someone who needs to be trained up, but that is not it. Mental health is just like our physical health. Yeah, so that is it. Uh, thank you so much for shedding light on that. So uh, our second question would be, so what are some common mental health issues like? The simplest and to the to the from the simplest to like where we can say this person really needs help like can you just give us just some examples of mental health issues that are actually common in our society especially our Somali society and uh, there's so many but uh, majority as actually not even in our community the whole world nowadays it's the, we are in a crisis and uh, people commit suicide and one of the things uh, they commit suicide is through depression it starts from stress you know the normal stress you are worried and all of that it actually it uh, it adds up as days goes by you're stressed over it uh, reaches to depression so that is the commonest mental illness that most of people understand we have depression there's anxiety we have uh, schizophrenia we have uh, ADHD uh, we also have uh, what is it called eating disorder we have uh, we have, uh, what is it called, uh, bipolar, we have post-traumatic stress disorder. So there are many things, uh, but whatever, what, 
the, the, the main thing why we suffer from is uh, depression. That is what we are common with and anxiety, yeah. Okay, just to go back on the common mental health issues, uh, would you say that actually in our society, uh, you, you explained it, thank you for explaining that, but marital issues like marriages w between a husband and wife, do you consider that as a mental health issues, marital problems? Uh, when it comes to marital problems, actually there's many there are things that causes uh, uh, mental illnesses. One of the things that causes mental illnesses is a biological factor. This is the brain chemistry. We have different chemistries in our brain that causes our mental illnesses. Another factor is life experiences, maybe trauma, maybe abuse, just as you have said, marital problems. This is where it falls. Maybe you have been abused. Maybe your husband beats you up. Maybe there's a divorce. So this, it's called uh, life experiences. This can cause you to have uh, any of the mental illnesses. And another thing is family history. If, you, if maybe your grandmother or your great-grandmother suffered from uh, di uh, bipolar, from depression, there's a likelihood also you're going to suffer because it is something that connects generation-wise. So those are the causes that, those are the things that causes mental illnesses. Thank you so much, thank you so much. So, Brother Ahmed, what do you have to add on that? Common mental health issues? Uh, for me, for me, there's a lot of, I can say that uh, when it's come to the mental health issue, like if I talk the, about the mental health, like some of the important things like you should look for someone, maybe the, for, to listen, because let, let them finish their sentence complete without thought, without interrupting. After they have finished, you can respond. Or let them know if you understand. If someone has just spilled their guts and you have gone through something similar, tell them it helps a lot for some someone to know they aren't alone. Make sure you don't switch the topic for conversation to your struggle, though. Focus on their needs. That's 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 actually Wallahi Ahmed, that's uh, that's really important because you said uh, like someone when he starts opening up to you and then you start cutting someone short. You know, the person's already going through troubles, going through trauma, depression. So if you cut that someone short, the impact it has, I think it's really detrimental. Uh, Sister Amina can add on that, what yeah, Ahmed just is, talked about. Uh, as you say, it is very important to listen to someone. As life, you know, there's the rainy season and there's the sunny season. Yeah. Just like human beings, we go through a lot of emotions. There are ups and downs. And uh, when someone comes to you, they're telling you how they're feeling. It is very important to listen. And one of the things or the reason why mental illnesses is on the rise nowadays is because people don't listen. Because there's a lot of stigma. Someone comes and they tell you something. All you do is just to judge them. All you say, oh, why is she like that? Oh, how comes you are, you're the only one who's going through that? Blah, 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 all of that. So that for you to judge them, that pushes the person off. And you know, as you push the person off, it will be very hard for them to open up. And uh, you know, opening up, we call the, you know, it's like the therapy sessions. Yeah. You just go to therapy, you talk, that is like therapy. And that is the most medication and that's the effective medication. So if you don't listen to someone or if you're not there for them, it will be very difficult for you to help them through their recovery process. So it's very important to listen to someone else. Yeah. So. For me, I can add up uh, a point also. Uh, in order to co for the, it's good to com for the communication, as like uh, taking them seriously, cause yeah. trying to respond with a statement that minimizes how they are feeling or what they are going through, such as you are just having a bad week, or you should have a conversation with them, or such as I'm sure it's nothing, and you just make them feel, you know, 
I'm part of it. Yeah, simple, you'll be fine, it's going to be okay, actually changes. Uh, yeah. Changes someone's perspective and actually amazingly. So, uh, something else I wanted to talk about and I wanted us to discuss is social media. I mean, nowadays everyone's in social media, posting their lives, you know, doing this and that. And uh, as, a commu- as, you know, as a generation, let's speak about a generation, millennials, what do you think social media, what impact does it have on our mental health as millennials, this generation right now? Like posting everything, checking the followers you have, like actually having the opinion of other people. And like when someone online tries to like uh, attack you verbally or whatever, the impact that it has on the person on social media. Can we talk about that, sister? Uh, social media, I call it the enemy of our mental health. <laughs> it it's either can uh, it can make you or it can break you. But eighty uh, percent of the people it breaks them. That is this is where you find someone just gets into depression. You have a lot of anxiety. You have PTSD. There's so many things you're going through from the social media. And as a human, we don't realize because it takes time. As you scroll, each scroll affects your mental health. Each scroll affects your chemical brains. And uh, you can see someone posting a good stuff. She, you know, she's pretty, she has a cool makeup. Oh. You, maybe you can see the guy, he's a bearded man. You know, he has a six pack. <laughs> and you there, you know, you're the, you're, you are the receiving. You are uh, the consumer. You're just there looking. And maybe there's something going on in your life. And you see this person at the other end that you have no idea what it took them to post this picture. You don't know the clothes they are wearing. You don't know how much the makeup it cost her to, you know, to put that makeup. Yeah. And you, you know, you're the consumer, you're like, okay, I need to, you know, I need to see this life or maybe I need to have this life. This really, really affects you. It gets to you. Within time, it consumes you. We have so many people who are in depression because of social media. Social media is not all about posting. There's some people who abuse people. You know, there's the cyber bullying. Yeah, somebody yeah. just bullies you. You know, maybe somebody just sees you, how good looking you are, and all they, you know, all they throw is just an abusive word, and that gets to you. That really hurts you. And um, as a millennial or as a community, we really need to understand that social media is not the real life. And 99.9% of everything you see on social media is just fakeness. People are just snapping, you know, that one moment. I'm just, you know, I'm just, you know, you see me in a, in a restaurant and maybe the only thing I've went to this for the picture, but I'm here holding, you know, a cup. Maybe that cup is empty. But to you who is seeing that picture, all you can see, oh, you know, she has a cool life. All she does is take coffee. But in reality, my <laughs> cup is always empty. Oh. <laughs> but you never understand that because you don't know. All you think is everything is good and all of that. So... What I need to say is really take care of social media. Social media is uh, it is the number one thief, the number one enemy, enemy of progress when it comes to your mental health. How you use it. You learn to take breaks, by the way. Don't just be on social media 24-7. You know, get your life together. Have something to do. And if you're someone, you know, nowadays you have influencers. All their work is just from the social media. Make sure you have a time off. Make sure that some days you are taking your time off. You know, just to declutter. To, to detox and to have a, a cool mind and to those people who use social media or to those people who are posting cool stuffs don't mislead the rest we have people who are watching us we have kids we have people actually who have nothing and not everyone who is like you don't pressure because sometimes there is the number then the number one reason why we end into depression is because of the pressure you see someone having more than you 
and all you want is you know to have that one and that gets you it makes you you know to do so many things as the lady says you have a sponsor you go out of your way you know uh, <laughs> as men you use drugs maybe you know just to get that money so yeah, that yeah. You, you know you can just live a luxurious life for a moment so uh, be careful on what you do don't take the pressure just know social media is not the real life okay to remind you sister mina when you said like you know uh, controlling yourself over social media sometimes i remember before we start the podcast you said like uh, sometimes uh, you go for a week or more than two weeks to yeah. go yeah, you just control yourself over social media yeah. i remember you also told me like i i, I want li- the listeners to understand about the social media affection you remember i remember you told me that you you, you normally post and leave yeah so i want people to, like i want you to tell us how you manage things because mostly we end up uh, getting good content after good content because it make us not to live uh, when it's come to that like let us say like you confess yourself and say let me just look this picture once picture after picture so how <laughs> uh, honestly speaking it took me a good time to actually realize that i need to take time I need to take days off from social media. It didn't just happen an overnight. I remember I started social media I think 2016 or 2017 around there and I was really addicted. I used to believe everything I see and I used to believe you know that having you know fear of you know missing out the formal <laughs> like if I leave social media this I'm going to miss a yeah, big yeah. chance. Yeah. I used to have that fear. But uh, as as I get educated, you know as I've I've been through so many things, I've come to understand it's it's really important to take a break and uh, i taught myself it is a habit to create so if you're someone who's starting maybe you can tell yourself i'm going to you know have a curfew like just the way we're having a curfew nowadays <laughs> have a curfew past 10 a.m. past 10 p.m. i'm not going i'm not using any social media you just switch off your phone or you just you know switch off your data and all of that or maybe there's this apps you normally have i don't know how they're called but it creates a curfew time for you so past 10 pm you're not allowed to use social media it's time shorter maybe yeah. time management because sometimes it reach a time like it even tells you like how many minutes did you use on your Spend phone today yeah, yeah. and uh, another thing you can you know early in the morning when you make up don't use social media have those you know morning sessions to yourself uh you you give yourself till 11 am i will i'm not going to log into any social media platform that is going to train you and the more you adapt to this habit you you know you try another step maybe today i'll take a day off you train as you know you become good at that day you make it a two days it's just like you know training day by day but just start off with the curfew time past you know 11 am i'm not supposed to touch my phone past 10 pm i'm not supposed to, i'm not supposed to touch my phone that is where you're going to be able to you know you'll be familiar with the, you know having a, to control your social media uh, you know to add a point there like i remember i can't mention the person a sister once uh, time she tested me and she she was saying like actually she has hard time uh, about the procrastination sometimes uh, she said like sometimes i myself like i say okay today i want to do this and that and alhamdulillah that sister she shared with me a good timetable list uh, like from one from se- from 6 by the fajr to 7 i should be reading quran and from 7 to something nine she's helping the cooking house and kada and like actually she 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 planned her day very well after i say i say to her okay add some prayers because sometimes 
even the mental health issue comes on like when you don't even know you are a creator yeah because i said okay you should if you don't pray pray if you pray then you should be praying on time because the procrastination came from like i keep on postponing things and the sister I, uh, alhamdulillah she managed i, I hopefully I, but it, that's that's the way it comes for because sometimes you might have a timer you say like i want to do this and this and then there's something that will come up but in all like in that point you have you have to come harder and keep on fighting with your own uh nerves yeah it's it, it's all about trying and uh you fall keep on just get up try again and the best way you can actually manage your time on social media is to understand there is life beyond social media don't you know log into social media if you haven't finished your things maybe your student make sure you study make sure you do your daily things then after that you can go to social media if you're a working class make sure you're done with your work and by the time you're actually finishing your work you maybe let's say you're having a break of lunch time maybe that time you can just scroll and see after maybe like five people finish at work five so that is the only time you're allowed to get into social media. So know your why. Know you have a life beyond social media. Understand you need to do something better than social media. If you're an addict of social media, you know, it's just like addiction of, you know, the drug addiction. It's yeah, just like that. Absolutely. That's how social media it is. So it is very important, you know, to go for rehabilitation. Go for <laughs> therapy. Teach yourself that, you know, I have life. And uh, I'm not actually supposed to fix my life on social media only. And you really need to understand, as I said earlier, yeah. everything that is on social media is not the reality. Once you understand that, once you know you have other things to do, you'll, you, 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 you know, you'll catch up and actually you'll create a habit for yourself to manage using very, social media. Very true. On times of, like, I remember I myself, like, early in the morning, first thing I used to start with the uh, phone. But alhamdulillah, slowly by slowly, I came to realize, you know, it's not everything is not on, on social media. There's life behind it, as you say, the system. Yeah. You know? And I'll, normally nowadays what I do is like, okay, I have this target of every time I, before, every time when I wake up, I post something and I leave. While I go back to the social media after maybe I have my breakfast or this is the target I have. Uh, every morning I read Quran after I read my Quran is when I come on social media and reply messages. That's like, very important. Amazing, amazing. Uh, you both actually, thank you so much, uh, Sister Amina and uh, Brother Ahmed. You both talked about some amazing topics, which we actually will get to soon. But uh, I wanted to ask back to Sister Amina, uh, tell us a bit more about your foundation, uh, your program, Her Sister. Her Sister Network. Her Sister Her Network. Sister, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's an amazing point. name, actually, amazing name. Because yeah. you know, when when someone who is facing problem, let's say a sister, like looks at it and he's and she sees her sister, it's like someone is calling you her sister. So, you know, it brings back, it brings that, like that communityism, like you know, that connection between people. Yeah. So tell us more about it, sister. Actually, let me, let me start with the reason why I formed that, why I came up with the name and all of that. Definitely. Uh, it used to be called uh, Muslima Mental Health. I used to work for a mental health. Uh, organization here in Nakuru and uh, we used to have programs so the programs consisted of you know non-muslims and I was the only Muslim who was working there so I told my boss I know what my community is going through so I need to come up with that you know I have I, I gave him the name I told him uh, I need to do this thing and he supported me that, that was actually a good thing and uh, it used to be called uh, Muslim mental health Okay. Community, where, where, whereby we used to bring sisters together every holiday. 
April, August and December. That's how we we used to have it. And I formed it 2017, the end of 2017. So we had uh, every holiday, we know if it's April, we are organizing, uh, you know, an event for all of the Muslim sisters. And uh, the reason we come together, talk about our mental health, train them, create awareness. And the main, main reason why I came up with that and why I had the idea, it's because I went through depression and I was confused for, for a little bit, for some few months if I can say. I had, uh, what is it called? I suffered from PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. So uh, this led to my depression. And uh, after realization, you know, I haven't seen a sister who was doing this and I was in need for, you know, someone to listen to me. I was in need for someone to help me, but luckily my, my doctor helped me, who was my cousin. I'm really grateful for that, alhamdulillah to Allah also. And uh, that is the day I decided, you know, I went through this and I'm sure there are a couple of ladies who are going through the same thing. So that was the day I decided to start over this thing. That was the day I came up. I really need to do for this thing. And uh, the first event we held, 30 girls came. That was the first uh, 30 girls game. And I was really surprised because I thought nobody was going to believe me. Especially actually my family. You know, I told my sister and uh, my mom, they were like, what are you even doing? Will people even show up? And uh, a friend of mine told me, I mean, this thing, it will just, you know, for two days or maybe you're not going to manage. But I decided not to give up. I did, you know, I decided, you know, I've seen the bigger picture because since I went through that and, uh, you know, life, sometimes we go through the same things. So that is why I came up with that. Then early this year, I changed the name to her sister. And uh, the reason why we did that, we wanted to accommodate all ladies. We were just accommodating Muslim ladies. But right now, I was like, why not accommodate all ladies? Amazing. And I was like, yeah, we need to call ourselves her sister. That is how we came up with the name. I have my also co-founder. She's called uh, Leila Yusuf. Yeah, that's Masha how we Allah. came up with the name, her sister. Mashallah, that's, that's, that's really amazing. So you did the event, sorry. Know, brother. Yeah, did, we, we, we did events. We did, I started here. We were doing events for two years here in Nakuru. Then 2019, I went to Nairobi. I did one event. Then I think the same 2020, early 2020, I did another event and uh, we were about to do an event, then Corona came, but uh, two weeks ago we had a training, mm -hmm. her sister at Nairobi. So nice. we are focusing, our plan is to accommodate more girls and uh, our target is the Muslim sisters. Nice. I want my sisters to feel in place. I want my sisters, you know, you know, to feel it is okay to go through depression. I want my sisters to understand her mental health. MashaAllah. In Nakuru, is a good place. Somali, the doctor Mar Haram, Nakuru, they think Medineta or Badi is Actually, we need to tell them in a time. We actually empowered two, 200 girls. Wow. And uh, there are some wow. girls who came to the events, and right now when I see their progress, they are doing amazing. You know, there are so many girls who come to you, who will open up. You know, after having the sessions we introduce, I tell my story of my depression, you know, my other, you know, the, the hosts, they tell their stories, the girls feel okay. Then they start sharing with us their stories. And uh, that is actually the amazing things. We empower through stories, and we bring change through our stories. Because I know, I have shared my stories and there's several girls who came to me who had the same, same story or more than my story. 
So uh, we do story times, we do events, and uh, you know, we engage, we interact, and then girls just open up. At the, the recent event we had in Nairobi, the training, my, my, I wasn't there. Leila was there. Leila was the one who was conducting the training and another sister called Almasi. So as they shared their stories, Leila had a sister who went through mental health issues and all of that. So she understood more. So as she said her stories and all of that, so many girls came out. They were like, you know, I'm going through this thing and I never told anyone. You know, we also talked about, uh, you know, we don't talk about uh, mental health only, but we talk about sexual assaults. Okay. And uh, there is no event we held and there is no a girl who came to us not talking how you know maybe she was molested by a cousin how she was raped by a worker and all of that so we all create you know we shed light around the you know the avoided topic called sexual assault and all of that Mashana, you came to the right place <laughs> <laughs> first of all Ola in Akuru here we are now it's a good place and you know uh, first of all sorry to interrupt the, uh, the story I want to tell the people and you also you doing the thing because I remember normally when you when you are starting something you have the difficulties because the people might, might not show up people might not take serious but you all you don't like you might start with three to four people and you in two years or you have to look at the future you don't have to look what's around there think outside the box and all you might see even 200 400 600 people thousand people are coming to to the to the events yeah, okay. I, I, you know, I come from Nakuru, so I'm not a Nairobi person. So when uh, I introduced the Her Sister community in uh, the Her Sister Network in Nairobi, the first time, uh, the first event we had uh, 25 girls. Oh. And uh, our second event, I think we had 30 something or 40 around there. Then we had a training uh, two weeks ago, 15 girls show up. So uh, people are there, but you know, it, it's very difficult. I don't understand why ladies don't show up. I don't understand why young girls don't show up. So one thing I would love to tell them is show up because this is your platform. This is the only place you can come and cry. By the way, we cry in our events. Really? Yeah. We cry in our events. We everyone have is in our, crying. Everyone you. is crying. <laughs> the teacher is crying. <laughs> the teacher is crying because you hear an inspiring story. Well, like you hear a cry. sister. We also cry. Whenever we see such posts, well, like we also cry. You know, you hear someone telling you, you know, this happened to me and I never spoke about it because I never had someone to listen to me. Yeah, Definitely wow. you cry. So, uh, Nairobi ladies, anytime you're having <laughs> an event, you need to show up. Show up, guys. <laughs> and uh, yeah, something up, else, we up, don't guys. care about the number. As well, long as we, you know, we share our message yes. and uh, yes. we reach even to one person. That one person is very important to us because... Uh, we are trying, you know, to end or to prevent suicide. So many cases are happening about suicide. And uh, as long as we prevent suicide from just one person, that is a big news to us. That is actually something something we can celebrate for. So uh, the numbers is not a big deal for us. Okay, uh, let me take you back to the social uh, sexual assault. Because uh -huh. Wallahi, there's a time I was, I was sitting with my Imam local masjid in Nairobi. So I was talking to him and I was, that time I was very, very emotional and I told the Imam like, Imam, you know, uh, you guys are always uh, in the masjid, preaching, giving khutbahs. Why don't you just come to the street and see how people are suffering? Yeah. You know what he answered to me? He said like in this, like every field, there's a people. But 
if you I try to do research, if you look the other side, everyone is blaming. There's a blame game. That is it. Uh, so you see, the, the, everyone will say like the Imam. Uh, when it's come to there's a, even Malanduksis, the mothers yeah. and the, the Imam, the Shiuks that we have, uh, even the sisters and the brothers who are doing those things. And we should there's there's always we shouldn't be fearing our, how to come up with our story and say you know it happened to me, because you coming showing up, it it shows like you you are going to protect another person. Yeah. You never know. You're but, giving them the courage yeah, to talk about. Yeah. But if I sit down and I say hey, why well, no like no one will listen to me. Everyone will see me. I'm a bad person. Wallahi, the person who always stand with the truth and always says like I was there, uh, it happened to me. It, like you protect a lot of your brothers or, and a lot of your sisters the brothers those who, who are doing these things like what I all can tell them is like whenever like they feel of doing something bad let them think they are sisters because every brother every father has a, a father has a daughter and a brother has a, a sister a sister and also you're going to have a wife so it's very exactly. important exactly so the payment is just here yeah here. you know as the swahili said malipo ni hapa hapa and you know the more we say ebwayo the more than a gutin so we are supposed to be you know keeping this thing as you know it is eb and something else i would love to share before before we no, the story the story is all yours is you know Definitely. we blame we blame we say you know the mother did this you know my cousin you know the maliduks is like you know i'm not responsible you know the court and all of that yeah. i want people to understand this is you know something we are in together this is a community thing everyone is supposed to be involved in yes whether you're a brother whether you're a sheikh yes. whether you are you know you're a lawyer whether you are nothing this is something uh, you know it's supposed to be you know a whole together it's supposed to be something that everyone is involved in because if i am affected tomorrow your sister is going to be affected exactly. and the same same guy who did that or maybe you know there's so many reasons people and uh, you know get into depression maybe you know heartbreak you know they went through you know depression uh, they, they went through abuse and all of that so uh, if you are involved in the you know the awareness and all of that you as a you know you as the person who is committing the sin or you as the person you know who is causing the pain to the other person you will understand this thing so it is something we're supposed to be in together don't say this is not my field don't say this is not now we're supposed to be one in this together i hope people understand that yeah but there's a lot of story happened back then i remember in my town you know we're in nakuru so nairobi so there's a lot of stories you will hear if you go to the field i tried a lot sitting with the people and wallahi mostly they are telling you you know uh, if you go to the ma'alim, ma'alim wallahi there's there's a lot of good ma'alims who, are, who will mentor you who will protect you from because this is the deen that she's using so the uh, we shouldn't be blaming each other if you're a sister that someone wanted to do something with you protect yourself as you protect others tomorrow because if you are a brother and who's doing this, you should stop. You have a sister, you will be having a wife and you will be having a kids. So my brother, Drahman, because in this story, I'll, be, I'll, I'll get so, so many emotions. Like, <laughs> okay, no problem. Go ahead, brother. <laughs> so keep on going. Okay, so uh, thank you so much, Ola. You guys shed light on something that's actually really important in our society. And I'd say closure. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Finding closure in somebody could be just could be the reason you could prevent someone from actually committing suicide because yeah. uh, what was the ayah? 
Nasa Jamia, like who saves one person? It's like you saved the entire humanity. So just, you know, going out there, talking to one person, helping people, protecting your sisters out there. Wallah, it's something actually made you, you, you might never know what someone's going through. So inshallah, let's come together. Let's help people. Let's talk, you know, people shy away from talking. Talk, you know. Talk to someone. Look for someone who can help you. Don't just go out there talking to anyone. And I think that's a mistake. Yeah. Just going out there and talking to someone maybe who you know. You actually know this person's negative. Yeah. But you just go out there and talk to them. And you know, it actually might even lead you to more depression. So when you're talking to someone, sisters, you can come to Sister Amina here and her sister network. Talk to them. Go to someone, you know, go to your mothers, people who understand you. Choose the right person to talk to. Definitely. And if you're someone who's going through a lot, you need to open up choose a professional and if there's no professional around you look for someone you can trust and uh, the mistake we make sometimes most of our mental issues come from our families you know just like people who go through yeah, trauma yeah. people who go through abuse <coughs> Our, you know, it is you know it rotates around our families. So uh, don't talk to your family if there is anyone who is not supporting you. Don't talk to them. By the way, for me, the day I decided to open up, I never opened up. The day I decided to talk about my issues, I didn't find anyone to listen to me in my family. I went out there and looked for a professional. I talked to one of the doctors who, you know, I, I, Alhamdulillah, I say, I, you know, I can say I had a good support system because he was my friend, he was my cousin, and it was very easy for me to talk to him. And furthermore, he was a professional. So if you're afraid of your family or if there's no one, you can open up in your family. As we understand, most of our issues come from, you know, family members and all of that. Look for a professional, look for a friend you can trust. Don't just open up to anyone. Sometimes we open to the wrong person and that person, you know, they go and spread, you know, our stories yeah, and this affects us. And, you know, some pe- I've seen some people who actually swear, like, I'm not going to share my story because, you know, so-and-so did this to me. And, you know, since that incident happened to me, I decided to keep quiet. Don't make that mistake. If someone betrayed you, look for an alternative option. And uh, remember to choose whom you're talking to. Remember to choose who can keep a good secret for yourself. Yeah. So uh, you guys have said like to com- about the communication. Okay, the people like maybe the people who are being communicated or the people who are telling the stories. What I can say to them to them is that don't don't turn out what you have been turned into. Yeah. Keep the story when someone opens up to you, don't share that story. You know in the health field there's something yeah. called confidentiality. So if a patient come to you and they tell you the story, it's supposed to be you and your patient. No one else's. Don't share stories out there. And maybe if you're not in if you're not in the mental health you know, if you're not in the health field like me, learn these keep stories be confidential well, you know even the dean says that you know you need yeah, to be truthful yeah, 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 and you need to it's against, it stands against you yeah so, so learn that don't spread people's stories and uh, don't tarnish people's name oh yeah if someone talks to you about their mental health it's probably tough for them to work up that nerve to say something in the first place and you shouldn't share what they tell you with other students school or maybe schools or maybe working mates because it, this is a story that a person had the courage to come and tell you. So you shouldn't be sharing their stories. Yeah. They, they trust you with the story because mostly now we have is like the people that have gone on. There's nothing else that yeah, can prove you really And uh, if you are someone, maybe someone's you know told there, someone tells you how they're going through a lot, and you can't take that. Refer to them to a specialist. Help them. If you can't help them, show them the way out. 
show them you know someone who can help them out yeah don't just you know sit there and see you know i have my own problems i can't help you and all of that but you know be that kind person and you know help them or refer to them to someone else who can help them that is the best thing you can do if you cannot carry people's burden you know it's life we all have our issues and we all go through you know ups and downs yeah. sometimes i'm you know i might not be feeling to listen to your problems but the best thing i can do is to refer you to someone else but we don't have more such people nowadays <laughs> to be honest like if you tell someone like maybe nowadays what we have like a friend like those friend who look for comparison yeah they want to compare themselves with you well, so there's a better like there's like the I, I see Amina is doing something mm-hmm. I want to do better than how she's doing uh, no one will say Amina is doing maybe let us come to her sister network let us help together because all we have to do is oh, she's doing today her sister network tomorrow I want to do well, something I want to else. throw her out of the market yeah <laughs> so we are not here to like a business this yeah. is a journey we are travelers yeah. we all die we all die so yeah. all we have to do is to help in each other you know be the better person Definitely. and be the kind yeah. of person if you don't see someone like that you know just be be that one yeah. you know maybe you don't know how you can change life you don't know how you can help someone don't compete with anyone you know what i normally tell you know just like how we have you know when you go to the market you you, you know you have uh, different mamas who are selling the same products yeah. and all of them get the money Allah, you know allah has you know he has uh, provided them the risk yes that how the field of work that is it you can find many of us doing the same thing but we do in a different way you know i am selling you know my my nyanya is you know for 50 shillings her nyanya is 20 shillings and all of that so people are different you know don't try you know to be like someone else or don't try you know to say i'm going to be better than other person we are all good in different areas we are all different persons so use what you're good at and you know bring what you can do to the table yeah exactly I had, a, I had a i had a friend of mine coming back to the negativity part mm-hmm. oh just like telling after i run you die brother yeah. <laughs> uh, i had a friend of mine a really good friend of mine he had a rather tough past uh he wasn't the best person in the past but uh you know things change you know allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants you to be better yeah he'll give you the way forward so what happened was he was doing amazing work something that i really loved i won't say it here because he, he wanted it to be private <laughs> but uh, <laughs> people were saying it, it. Yeah, wallahi, this guy, he's passed where he came from to where he is now. Yeah. It's something I can just call phenomenal. And he came to me and said, Abdurrahman, you know what? Uh, I'm doing something amazing right now, right? I said, yeah. He said, you know, back then was when I did something bad, which isn't even that bad, people, like everyone would talk about it. Every single person would talk about it. Every person would know. People I don't even know would tell me, hey, why did you do that? Yeah. But now that I'm doing something amazing for the community, no one knows, no one knows about it. <laughs> that how the world is yeah, by the way. evil you know people get to know evil very fast and then to know the better things you know just like how music spreads yeah, you know yeah, you can yeah. find you know a sheikh spreading his da'wah yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know the views is just like four views but you can, see, <laughs> you can see you can see a music has been released you know one hour ago and it has million views even billion sometimes the yeah. evil things we like that's how the world is we don't spread the goodness we're all about spreading the negativity yeah, so be that better person in short we don't support each other because yeah. when uh, such as chris brown marco has to go even in one hour you'll see a million views and if you see if you see a share that put it like forget even one hour i'm telling you four hours five hours he only has even years you know just a cave we don't support each other for our community we don't support each other because it's come with the same way i think the thing that would be uh encouraging is actually don't look 
don't look at what others what some of the things of you you know just look what what's your main uh, what's your main like goal there is your goal to help people yeah. see how many people you can impact and wallahi that's going to come back to you in multitudes wallahi but if you're actually going to say i did this work why are people not recognizing me why are people not doing this it's going to be detrimental to your public health coming back on the social media just for a second i had a friend of mine who posted something he had like 200 views on his status and then a couple of minutes later he posted a photo and he had like 20 30 likes 50 likes and he asked me this question he said why are these people viewing my status 300 400 going to 500 but they're not liking my st- they're not liking my photo like he was like he was like angry i could see the emotion coming out of him so if uh, let that not be your goal like let brother ahmed said post and forget you know yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, like such story you say like views yeah okay yeah. let me just see the moral of the story that you say like one thing that someone told me was that okay such as that uh, when you see these things happening you have view yeah viewers more than likes yeah it's like more m- most of the people they don't like you but yeah. they're watching you yeah 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 they just want to know you yeah, they're just watching you. they want to know how your life is yeah, going how, yeah? exactly how how is this guy so, doing yeah how doing? cool are you how happy yeah. are you and how sad are you okay what i can tell to the listeners is like wallahi whenever you're doing something on the field of social media or any business thing or anything that you're advertising do it without you getting, uh, waiting for a get back post and forget yes. right yeah Do your thing and live just like as I do. I've come, you know, <laughs> I've come to adopt this habit. If I have something good to post, I post it. If I don't have anything, I'm not going to post anything. And the days I choose to post, I post and leave. I don't even care the views, I don't even care the likes. I don't even care the interactions. But, but you know, because you I know there's someone who's going to benefit from me. You yeah, know, I've come yeah. to understand I've, as you know, as I do my things on social media. My DM really, you know, it it get full. Yeah. It get full of sisters, you know, who are trying to say, you know, I've, I've you know, I've been fitted. Like the other sister is saying, you know, I was going through this thing. Mm. Thank you for talking about. Or maybe some sister just tell you, you know, I want someone who can listen to me. Mashallah. So don't care about the likes and the views and all of that. But let me just correct you. Don't say that you don't care because <laughs> uh, most of the viewers are normally want people. Okay, you you're, you're giving good content and good thing, but you should do consistency because you never know. Okay, today I was to commit suicide. You understand? Yeah. I saw your uh, video. I stopped it. Tomorrow you might put another content. So what I can tell you is keep doing what you are doing because if you say okay I will be posting I don't care there are a lot of people who like you actually like you are view your things are up to date like they want to see and by the way I love uh, inside talks you <laughs> do some inside talks um, you never know so you never know you shouldn't be saying that uh, you don't care And, uh, you know, not I don't care in uh, in the bad perspective. Yeah. I don't care, you okay, know, how people appreciate it and all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I have something good, if I have a good information to share, I okay, share. Okay. You know, people share things that are not sh- that are actually beneficial. They are not beneficial. Exactly. So if there's something beneficial I have, I share out. Mashallah. Mashallah. Amazing how time flies. Uh, we have two topics left. Uh-huh. And uh, the time, we already at 40 minutes. So uh, let's talk about this right now. And I think this is big in our society. Not just in our society, but in the world. Let's talk about mental health for men or boys. I think it's big. The first thing I want to ask is, I saw on Instagram the other day, uh, it was a meme, basically. And there were two people drowning in a pool. So the girl, like the whole community, a whole, the, everyone around the pool wants is coming to help, to help her. The, wants to help her. But the boy, he's sinking yeah. and no one's actually looking at him. So let's talk about 
mental health in men or in boys what do you as a professional think about it and how do you perceive it in our community uh it is uh, we say it's in bigger percentage and uh, many men suffer than women by the way when it comes to mental health because you know as a society we have this perspective as you know men should lead men are strong you're not supposed to cry if you're a guy men don't you know, cry <laughs> men don't cry you're not yeah. supposed to you know show your emotions and all of that but in reality they forget you are a human being and any guy who is listening to me i want you to understand you are a human being you have emotions you go through what we go through so if there is anything you're going through speak out and one of the reasons why you know a lot of men are going through mental health crisis is because they don't speak up because even then they have believed you know i'm you know i'm not supposed to you know open up i'm not supposed to share my struggles i'm not supposed to cry i you know i i i have a brother who also went through mental health issues and all of that he he you know what's the one thing he told me and i was uh, it really touched me not even surprised me it really touched me he said every time i felt like crying i wow. went to the bathroom and cried wow. you know crying is just like It's just like a normal emotion. When someone is crying, we need to be there for them. You know, we need to pat them at the back. We need to hug them. You know, we need to give them the handkerchief, you know, just to wipe their tears off. But as a society, we are like, you know, men don't cry. Don't show me your tears. And uh, as ladies, we we don't want, you know, men who are emotions. You know, you can see ladies, you know, they <laughs> see so what kind of a guy do you go for? You know, I go for a strong guy. Does that mean you know you don't want wow. to see your man crying but we have to change that perspective so let's you know let's you know open the doors or let's uh, make it comfortable issue that men need to cry men also go through mental health issues and men need to open up if you're a guy please open up no one is going to do that for you and one thing i tell you know people or i tell anyone who's going through mental illness is that nobody knows you're going through something unless you say it We are not angels we are not allowed to know what you're going through so if there's something you're going through speak out yeah definitely we'll like yeah that. speak out because the more you keep quiet the more harm it's going to bring to you and the more you're going to suffer in silence so don't suffer in silence it's okay to not be okay speak up it is fine i need to see more men cry in front of me I need to see, you know, more men being, you know, in the therapy, you know, you know, as we do therapy, we don't see men, you know, in our offices. All we see is ladies, 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 and ladies heal more than guys because, you know, the lady she shows her emotions, she talks and all of that. So open up, say something. If you're going through something, don't keep quiet. You are not alone. We are here for you, and definitely you need to remember you are a human being. Definitely. Yeah, you are a human being. You know, in a society that now we live, if you say like men. don't cry men like mostly if the sisters are looking for men who are hard and yet you know in this life everyone complains when you get something that you wanted you wanted an extra thing <laughs> you see okay you might you got, you got the man and the man who don't cry oh, yeah. but he doesn't <laughs> no emotions he, yeah he doesn't show you emotions yeah so actually but the, the more hard you are the more you are not good you know even love is emotions definitely. so, so if you don't show emotions Definitely you you're not going to be a good lover. Yeah, some uh-huh. men would be a dictator in house. <laughs> so oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially so where you go? Yeah. You know community well, it's big. It's big yeah. lie. Like well, like some things in our community that make me like, you know, about the hardnesses like uh someone's wife is giving birth, you yeah. know. Maybe he lives in Nairobi. What he does is he send, he sends his wife back to wherever she's from, Garissa or Jamandera, and he stays in Nairobi for months. He didn't see his baby, he yeah. didn't see his wife. So it's something like so much emotionally, you know, it's something like that 
uh, it's crazy. Personally, uh, Ahmed will share this too for us. I've been uh, a victim of depression personally. Uh, three to two years ago, I've been a big victim of depression. I sometimes even cry myself to sleep. But you know, just Alhamdulillah, I got out of it. Uh, and uh, uh, my remedies personally for me was uh, the Deen Alhamdulillah, which could be a remedy for many people. But you know, just coming out there, uh, trying to get yourself some help. You could even try to help yourself, but some people they just like put it in there, they hard. They you just know? keep it. Yeah. And the more you keep, the more you just, you know, suffocating yourself. Yeah, it actually builds up turmoil yeah. and then it explodes. Yeah. Then it's over. No, very true. So most most of the people, like, who maybe how you say, like, I, I normally give an advice, like, first thing when someone comes with a problem, I normally ask, like, do you pray? Well, like, that's big, bro. Because the prayer is a big, big thing that's to every Muslim, huge, actually, every like. believer. So what we need to do is like we we are we are looking for happiness for other things, maybe a guy in a relationship. Just the, like most of the guys, why they cry is about the relationship. <laughs> so maybe a guy is in a relationship and his relationship is not the halal way. Yeah, All he yeah, does is like, hey, can we meet? Yeah. Let us go for a coffee shop. Yeah. That's how it end up. Like meeting, meeting, meeting. Tomorrow is like, come, uh, come back to come to my house. After that story happens Allah yeah, Allah but the first thing I normally say to the man like I've been I, I, I've written it's one of my friends that wallahi all he does was like he, he was he was in relationship about seven years wow all that seven years all he does is like praying on and off but after they broke up with the sister I'm telling you he found himself before that he never like all he all he does like a text after text and sometimes the pressure that comes with the, a lot with the sisters like a lot of sisters when you are talking to them you're having conversation with them that sister was telling him like a second when message come in you have to reply it so you see this guy all he does like he he's, yeah he's a part-time job after yeah. the job he has the pressure of texting back yeah. so most of the men like going for that like depression with that they cry they come they become so emotional it shouldn't be that way and wallahi that guy after he left the relationship that guy started praying on time he died he like he mostly be he was so successful he became better human wallahi because relationship is just like someone that you just you come to know like maybe two three months and you know something uh, one of the things that causes us you know to fall into you know mental illnesses especially depression is relationship Apart from family is relationship. Apart Major. from work is relationship. Everyone wants a girl. Yeah, but you know, if you're a girl, if you're a boy, relationship is big part of you know in our mental health, and we really need to you know to take care of it. If you are having a relationship, make sure you're having a healthy relationship. Very good. Have Very a good. healthy relationship. May it be a romantic relationship. May it be you know family relationship. May it be a friendship. Yes. Make sure you have a healthy relationship and you know form relationship or create a relationship with good people. With people you know, you know what uh, they are going to be there for you. Wow, with people wow. you know they're going to make you a better person. Don't go for someone who's going to make you a lesser human being. Allah, and uh, the best of relationship you can create is the relationship with Allah. Exactly. I had a show on Elm TV and one of the things I was talking about is you know having a relationship with Allah. And you know what? Your mental health is equals to your relationship with Allah. Allah. True. How your relationship with Allah is, this is how your mental health is going to function. Many people underrate it. 
But the fact is, I've come to do a research, and I've, you know, I've experienced it me myself. Yeah. Is your mental health is equal to your relationship with Allah? So make sure you have a good relationship with Allah. Make sure you perfect that relationship. Yeah, there are many things that you know that can help you, but the relationship with Allah is the best medication. The second medication is therapy. Yes. The other medication is you know taking the pills and the medication, yes. and you know taking the pills. It is never good. Yeah. Those uh, antidepressant pills are never good. I'm telling you, they have its own side effect. So before you get into mental health crisis, you know, create a relationship with Allah. Go for therapy. And uh, one thing I can say about therapy: don't go for therapy when you're suffering from depression. You know, let us normalize therapy. Therapy, yeah. you know, is just like for me going to, you know, just to see my doctor. You know, having one-on-one, -on -one, I'm like, you know, doctor, nowadays this is how I feel. Nowadays I can't sleep. Let's normalize that. Don't go for therapy when you are sick. Go for therapy when you are okay. And when you are, when you are sick, it's going to be easy for you to wake up every morning and go to that therapy. And as something else, you know, the society, they, you know, they see someone who wants to commit suicide, and they tell you, it is haram, you are sinning, you know, you should go back to Allah, you should pray. I wrote this quote and I posted and everybody was like, I wish everybody understood this. And it was like, you can't tell someone who is in depression to go back to Allah <laughs> when even before they were not with Allah. You know, you are sick, you're having depression. And you know when you're in depression, you are not actually okay. You are not understanding yourself. Sometimes you are confused. Sometimes you don't even eat. All you do is sleep. How can I go back to Allah when even my mind is not functioning? So what I tell people is, create a relationship with Allah so that the day you have depression or the day you have any issue it will be very easy for you to run to allah don't just come and tell me pray 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 let me pray when i'm healthy then when i'm not okay it will be easy for me to pray because you know this is a habit this is something i know so don't just tell people you know pray when they're sick teach them how to pray when they are healthy exactly. it will be easy for them to you know to pray when they are sick exactly. yeah uh, talking about the creator is like most people need to find their purpose in life because once you, you find yourself why you are here yeah. you're not here just because of uh, money you're not here for just because of work and going there having a relationship going places being in social media all we are here is just like to worship Allah alone so once we worship Allah alone like everything and anything in this world be it will become easy for us because uh, going back to the relationship again like uh, what was it like? Uh, yani mostly, uh, the most affection part is like haram relationship. Like when you're dating with a sister, uh, I've been in a position, uh, fathers are telling their daughter like, hey, if a guy stops you, this is my number. Give him, if he wants you, let him come home and talk to you. Such people, okay, again, and if you see a guy, the sister, like most of the sisters are very weak or like when it's come to, a relationship we, we should be taking care of our sisters also it's like uh, if if you see a guy is putting everything first is Allah Allah is a is, he might be having uh, weaknesses but once he knows who Allah is he's praying his Salah on time and he's, once he knows himself he, you know understanding yourself is very important yeah himself and putting Allah first yeah. such a guy should keep him but if you see all these guys like when are you going to the movie let us go for coffee shop let us go where where late night chat he, that guy doesn't what time does he pray he texts you each and every time 
So, Wallahi, we should also look for all those corners before even we commit into this guy. Yeah, and uh, I started, you know, a healthy living or a healthy lifestyle 2019. I was dating before, Alhamdulillah, nowadays I don't date. Asha. And uh, one of the reasons why I decided to start a healthy lifestyle, there's so many, there's so many things I've eliminated from my life. One of the things was dating. <coughs> nowadays I don't date. Uh, nowadays I don't shake hands. So it's all about you know creating a healthy lifestyle. <coughs> sorry, when it comes to shaking hands, uh, sorry for the uh, Abdurrahman. I know you want to finish with. <laughs> no, no, no. We we got on time. We actually have something more. Okay, sorry. So we got on time. When, when, yeah, I know, I know. When it comes to shaking hands, yeah. I remember there's a brothers I was telling them like I had the same. Uh, the, the perspective of like if she's not shaking hand yeah. then let me ha- let her hug me <laughs> alhamdulillah i've changed I've, I've came to realize like wallahi i've been in a places i'm seeing guys are walking in front of me and they're hugging yeah they're ha- shaking yeah. shaking hands like you me, know it's 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 normal it's normal people sees me i'm a serious <laughs> person but it's, it's the face that i put when i see there's a freak missing yeah. like i control myself i say salam alaikum from far even if yeah. like before i approach it so is not easy to do by the way it is not easy you know as a youth to abstain from you know relationship to abstain from the other gender it is very hard in our community but once you decide you make the decision you pray about it it's going to be easy for me and for me the day i was stopping to date i remember i had a long conversation with allah i was praying and i was like you know ya rabbi i had a conversation and i came to conclusion i was like i'm not dating for your sake Mashallah. And I was dating before. I had to, you know, to end the relationship with someone else. Yeah, <laughs> who was, who was, it was very serious. And I was like, no, I don't want to do this thing. Because I came to understand it did me harm than the benefit I got from. And, you know, once you are sinning, there is no way you're going to move forward. There is no way your mental health is going to be good. And uh, for me, I don't mean to brag it. And... Uh, most of my mental health you know i have the spiritual health crisis if i'm sinning that is the time i go into depression that is the time i have a lot of anxieties so uh, for me to have a good mental health i had to you know correct my relationship with allah i had to create that good relationship and uh, Alhamdulillah, nowadays I am good, I am the happiest person that exists in the world, if I can say, because I decided, you know, to perfect that relationship. And we really need to understand. Uh, before you say something else, as uh, you talked about, you know, relationship and all of that, and one of the things you said earlier was about, you know, marriage conflicts and all of that. You know, you marry someone because uh, you have met them online, or maybe because you married them for their money, maybe because you married them for the beauty, or maybe it was an arranged marriage. Your parents tell you, you know, marry this person because I'm the one who you, who, you know, I chose for you. If you don't marry, you know, I'm disowning you. That is what is happening in our communities. And uh, you marry this person because, you know, you don't want to disobey, you know, your parents. Or maybe sometimes you want to fulfill, you know, your feelings and emotions. And you end up marrying the wrong person. And this is why marriage comes in, in uh, you know, in hand with our mental health. This is why they conflict each other. So choose the right person. And our parents, don't force someone to marry someone. This is not the age. Let, you know, if, if, you know, if, it's your, if she's your daughter, let her choose whom she wants to. Yes, you have a right, you know, to correct and all of that. But give her the chance to choose. 
if you have a son give him the chance to choose and if you are choosing for yourself choose someone you know as we say the spiritual health is very important choose someone whose spiritual health is intact choose someone who can understand your emotions don't just marry because of the you know the money don't marry because of the face all of these things are going to fail marry someone because you truly truly genuinely understand them and you truly truly genuinely you know love them so don't just hurry in these things because uh, you know we go into marriage for happiness but nowadays we don't find our happiness in marriages all we find is mental health crisis and sorrows and all of that that is why we're having a lot of you know divorces happening because yeah. i stand with the word that you say the sister should approach uh, when a guy approach the sister she should open the door if he's good if or if he's not good still open the door it doesn't mean to run with your family yeah uh, try to find who in your family you have a good good friendship maybe a sister or a brother say like hey this guy approach me maybe your brother know the guy more than you know him or my your sister should advise you and say hey okay talk to him if what whatever you see on him still they are doing back check back check yeah. whatever that you see on him then we'll see uh maybe the sister should be uh, with that communication with the brother maybe a month two month or a week you never know like people can say hey we can know each other in two weeks for me nowadays i'm i'm like i'm in for you know an arranged marriage oh, yeah. <laughs> i'm in you know as long as i get to know the person even a month it's okay with me yeah. because you know i can see you know when i see a brother i know if he's my type i'm okay with it then i can let the doors open for him but if he's not my type don't lead the you know the, the person in the wrong way yeah so the sisters also should should take care of the such brothers on social media when yeah. it come to like maybe someone is posting something good as you say like a guy who normally be awake at a time until uh, four to five there's a guy uh, <laughs> he just posts a quran quote yeah. and he go back to sleep he doesn't pray fajr so such yeah, people that's how it is yeah, yeah. You, so you never know who's this guy is you know the internet checks yeah it doesn't it doesn't mean <laughs> this guy have an, a kameez and a beard and he's yeah. a nice guy or a, he's a muslim he's a believer yeah you see so the sisters also the should also believers. Yes, <laughs> she, social media is just lying it's another life yeah, 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 yeah. Go, go go out in social media look about like don't search him on social media yeah see you know, you know a face to face connection a human yeah. connection yeah. social media is not a human connection yeah yeah okay so winding up on this guys let's talk about uh, what is the connection between mental health and islam let's talk about that real quick sister oh islam uh, as i said earlier your mental health is equals to your spiritual, spiritual health. health definitely that that is just basically how it is and uh once you're good with it you know sometimes as we say allah has written everything for you maybe he has written for you to go through depression and you can be a good muslim this you know having you know your spiritual health in check doesn't mean you actually you you're not going to suffer from any mental health crisis you are going whatever was written for you you will go through that so uh, but the bigger picture is if your spiritual health is good there is definitely your mental health is going to be good so make sure you check on your spiritual health after checking on that and still you have you know a mental health crisis then go for the medication go for therapy uh, you know as a, as a clinical psychologist I pray when you may be especially when a muslim comes to me there's three things I describe for them one of the things is that you know having a relationship with Allah the other one is therapy and the other one is the medication 
those these three things they work greatly and uh, you know if you use them consistently and if you're good at them i'm telling you you're going to be free from any mental health crisis uh for me yeah. i'll go with the sister i mean what she says about the spiritual uh, guide because i've been in a position where like uh, in life i was comparing myself with others before even social media like whenever i see a guy is wearing something i want to know i want to wear better than him when it comes to football i want to pl- uh, play more than they play when it comes to like in the time of school yeah, yeah. when we are in that life so alhamdulillah me growing up i've come to realize wallahi i have changed when i was so young understand uh, i have been in a like in a in the better path when i was so young so i started like in my family background uh, alhamdulillah mashallah and the islamic things and everything but you know it doesn't mean like me and my family are religious i would be religious there's, there's a lot of people out there the family uh, can be religious but this guy is shaitan doing a lot of things yeah. so but alhamdulillah in the guide of allah allah guided me and i've become to know who real and who's not real so wallahi when i started praying forget even praying when i started praying on time in the masjid five times in a day wallahi alhamdulillah the peace and everything that i got and so sometimes i had to challenge myself when it's come to praying also sunnah i i i, I used to see the total fraka sunnah for a day i used to see it's very difficult to pray but when i say like i should because it's something that when you start you should be consistency when starting and alhamdulillah i manage it and still up to now i do it maybe when i'm tra- when i normally travel i, ha- I have a hard part of but other than that when i'm home like I sh- I, consistency is a better thing so alhamdulillah with the spiritual way i found myself okay uh, let's talk about uh, in aspect to mental health in islam let's talk about some misconceptions i think the number one misconception that we have in our community and the muslim community would be uh, mental health we know it as two ways mental health we can say that this person is possessed but in real sense i've seen people who are bipolar autism you know a uh, lot of disorders that actually should be clinically treated going to a sheikh or going to a rehabilitation center yeah. and they are beaten you know uh, someone <laughs> is beaten you know they actually trying to reform them they try to teach them quran but the person is sick and we know in our in our deen if someone's sick mentally this person is not even supposed to pray yeah. until he gets better so how can we address that as a somali community as a muslim community about these kind of issues like mistaking the two kinds of mental health uh first of all we need to understand when someone is having depression schizophrenia ptsd and bipolar it's just like having malaria what do we do when we have malaria we go to the hospital yeah uh we pray to allah to heal us it is the same case so we need to come in terms with this you know it is just like any other disease and they need a medication so as you know as i said the three diagnoses or the three <coughs> medication i use is the quran you know therapy and medication you i i can encourage you guys to also imply that because i might have depression and you know there is the mild depression and there is the severe depression so when it reaches to that place this i need to take you know pills i cannot do without the pills yeah. that means the quran yes the quran is going to help you but i need yeah. to accompany with someone else you know i can you know i might have cancer but if i say i'm just going to listen to the quran the quran is not going to heal me yeah. unless allah decide to heal me yes and you know even allah said in in the quran seek for medication as you seek for my help yeah very true so you need to incorporate the medication you need to incorporate the quran and all of that and understand these uh these are you know 
most you know most of the families when someone is having any mental illnesses all they come to conclusion is possession maybe sihir yes. maybe jinn and evil all of these all of these things does exist but then mental illness exists depression is real i've went through that as uh, my brother abdurrahman said he went through that bipolar is real schizophrenia is real so take your medication read the quran and pray to allah and you're going to be good yeah that's what uh, you can say adding a point there like i remember my sheikh uh, once i was sitting with him he'd been in a local masjid he was the, he was the, even the mudir of the madrasa okay. one of the madrasa that they used to run together and he ha- he used to have this this kid of uh, saying that you know he used to say a kid used to come a uh, late time each and every morning and he was shocked like he said like should i beat him or what and he he called the parent and he said to the parent you know your kid is normally coming late why what's happening and the parent said like chef is a long story i will come and uh, explain to you so the chef like waited he was like he was eager to know because when you have been told something you really need to know what's going on so uh, the uh, the parent came and he said like you know chef my kid when he wake up normally he, he normally has to have uh, time himself around two to three hours in the house of california i don't know what's called like uh, he says like he has that like the an eye problem yeah and it takes time when he says the sun is when he the eyes open so the sh- the, sh- the malam was very shocked to hear this and in their local they used to have uh, this sheikh who normally read uh, quran to people and they try to took an appointment with the sheikh because the sheikh is very busy and he say like after three months oh. appointment after three months so for money yeah after <laughs> three months <laughs> so the sheikh is very busy I, I, like i had even the sheikh normally sleep like two to three hours in wow. all, all day wow. <laughs> so every day job does it like if you go to his office you see a lot of people and he has numbers he give so the, the three to four months pass by the sheikh uh, they give him the appointment so normally there's this thing that he has when it's a wife that has a quran uh, like the husband should be there okay. and if the husband then the wife also should be there so the kid the whole family were there so he tried to read the quran the quran the kid like sheikh haven't seen any problem with the kid so he called the parent and say you guys sit down and he read the quran he read the quran and he said like the kids know the problem but the parent that was the problem <laughs> so wallahi after that i'm telling you uh, the boy used to wear uh, glasses not he no more he sees good he wake up early yeah. so searching in in the society needed also because right. not cause, you know everything we need to take it to the chef yeah. sometimes you need to see a doctor That is why there is a doctor. That's why we exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, before we end up, before we wind up, inshallah, our sister would like to add something, uh, some finishing remarks, and then inshallah we conclude it. Sister Amina. Uh, we talked about you know experiences, you know how mental health, how you can get, and uh, we give examples of you know. the mental illnesses that exist. Yeah. I would love to give you, you know, how you can take care of your mental health. This is where we go wrong as a society, as a society. You are taking, you know, medication and sometimes there's certain things you need to do for those medications to work. 
you know there's certain way you need to behave so that your mental health can be in check so here are some of the ways maybe some things you can find it on the internet maybe your therapist but here are some of the ways you know connect your heart to allah as we said your you know your mental health is equals to your spiritual health that is done there is no further explanation on all of that eating healthy we eat crap Definitely. <laughs> uh, we eat, you know, we eat so much. You know, we eat a lot of sugar. We eat a lot of oil, oh, and those things really affect. We eat a lot of KFCs. <laughs> you know, a lot of junk. We we eat Pizza. junk food. <laughs> junk food in our community is actually romanticized. <laughs> it is, and uh, you know that is not good. So you but, need to eat healthy, and eating healthy means you know taking fresh juice. You know, taking a lot of greens and all of that. So make sure you eat healthy. Sometimes, you know, the food affects you know our physical health, That's and true. sometimes when our physical health is affected, definitely our mental health is going to be affected. True. So make sure you eat healthy. Exercise. We underrate these exercise. Exercise. Some people say, you know, I am slim. Maybe I have nothing to lose. <laughs> But exercising doesn't mean you need to lose weight. And exercising doesn't mean you need to spend 4k 5k in the gym you know you can just keep a rope you can just do some sit-ups at home you can even go for a jog you can even go for you know St just a walk even yeah just the a day walk day even day. during the day for me i have you know my sunday walks oh, every yeah. sunday i walk for one and one hour and uh, throughout the day i exercise i make sure my morning sessions are for me yeah for me i normally go to the classes uh, after my work yeah and i, I have this policy of, like i have one up of walking steps yeah i normally count my steps like 10,000 a day yeah so that's the target so so make sure on. you exercise another thing is asking for help people don't speak and as i've said earlier we are not angels i can't know or maybe may for me i can know when someone is distressed for me i can you know i can i can figure out there's something wrong with my brother but other people they won't know because they are not aware or maybe they don't have the knowledge so speak up if you're a man when you know it is normal for you to cry it is normal for you to speak up so ask for help speak up do what makes you happy sometimes you know we are in work that we are not happy with maybe we are in relationship that we are always sad we are in a, we know we are, we are in marriages that makes us cry every night make sure you do something that you are happy with and make sure you are you know your environment is you know it's making you happy and i think you know, going out of the nature you know sometimes when someone is you know depression sometimes it can you know all we want is to be alone all we want is just to be in the dark room i'm not just waking up in the morning i'm not doing yeah. anything so if you're going through any mental health not actually even if you're going through even if you're not going if even if you're not going through depression make sure you go out go out bask in the sun you know go for walks see the nature see what allah has created go and see the beautiful trees something else meditation as a somali community we don't know what meditation is so <laughs> <laughs> i actually told someone uh, to meditate when i was starting and he said a'udhu billah am i am i hindu like said oh, that's not meditation you know actually the self used to do my medication meditation just sitting, yeah, yeah you know we have a misconception whereby only hindus meditate yeah. and you know they you know they say this word and all of that you know they, they is there you know the healthy you know the healthy meditation or the halal meditation yeah, yeah, whereby definitely. you know you just sit you know in a silent environment and you try you know to breathe in control your thoughts yes. so if you don't know you know meditation go to the internet there are a lot of uh, sources that can teach you meditation so make sure you you know you teach medication you teach yourself how to meditate until and teach your loved ones 
I know sure. some people this is the first time they hear in meditation. So <laughs> look for even it, me, learn me. about <laughs> it. It is very good, it's very important. We underrate it. You know Definitely. we underrate it because we don't know and yeah. we don't understand. Yes. But once you know, you understand, you will definitely enjoy it. We need more um, coaches like you. <laughs> be kind to yourself. Sometimes we give so much, sometimes we are out here for others, yeah. but we forget ourselves. Yeah. Being kind for yourself, you know, it means, you know, taking a day off. If you're sick, going to the hospital, talking to yourself in a good manner. You know, respect yourself just like how you respect others. So yes. be kind to yourself. Think positively. Sometimes, uh, yes, the world is there, things happen, and we have, you know, we are bombarded with a lot of thoughts. So make sure you control your thinking. And if you're thinking, make sure you have the positive thinking. So yes. think well. Yes, and uh, journaling is something else. We don't journal. As community, we don't journal, just like meditation. We don't know what journaling is. Journaling is just like, you know, taking a pen and a paper and right, writing yeah. down your, you know, what your emotions. Yes. Write down today, you know, I'm feeling sad. Today I'm like this. Today I'm happy. Just write down. Journal your thought. And this, if especially this works for the introvert, those people who don't, you know, share the emotions, those people who don't talk, the best thing you can do is journal. The more you write it, the more actually, you know, you're creating more space for other things. Um, see a therapy. If this, if you know there's something wrong, even if this, if even even there's uh, even if there is no something wrong, yeah. even see a therapy. Let's yes. normalize that. And uh, something else I would love to say is, uh, maybe I'm not going through something, but my brother he is going through something. Yes. So how can I help him? How can I help someone who has mental health issues? One of the things is being kind to them. Be kind to them, you know, show them the support. Tell them you're not alone, so be kind to them. Give them the support they need. Another thing, always be there when they need you. When a friend tells you, today I'm not feeling well, make sure you are there for that friend. Maybe when a sister tells you, you know, maybe today, you know, I'm having anxieties. There's something wrong with me. Be there for that person. You never know how you're going to help them. Don't judge. As a community, we judge. We stigmatize, and that is one of the reasons why, you know, suicide is a high level. That is the time, you know, you, you, are, you know, you're a friend with someone, and all you hear from social media is like, he committed suicide, <laughs> and you're like, subhanAllah, what happened? I knew this guy, but you know, you never knew, you, you know, when they talk to you, you judge them. So make sure don't judge, don't judge, and something else you can do, you know, is encourage them to seek help. Sometimes even if you can't help them, encourage them, tell them, I will take you to the therapy. I will accompany you. I will be here for you when you need me. Give that encouragement. And inshallah, we're going to be well with the, the help and uh, with everything we're going to do. As long as you do whatever is required for you. Uh, I'm a believer and uh, there's 100% you're going to be okay. Inshallah. You will be okay, inshallah, with the help of Allah and with your help. So things are going to be good. Inshallah. You are not alone. It is okay not to be okay. If there's something going on, reach out. Speak Don't up. be ashamed. I went through the same thing and I'm here to help you. So to me, the point that I want to add is like, uh, it's not much point as a sister already spoke everything. But mine is like, those. I, I want to talk to the brothers and the sisters. Those sisters who think like the brothers are good, really friends. Because I'm a believer also and I, I, can't be, I don't believe that uh, you can be a friend with a sister. But you can protect her. Yeah, definitely. But all they need to look is like a good sister that they can be friend with. And the brother to look for a good brother. Because now we have these excuses nowadays. It's like, we are in 21st uh, century. <laughs> 
and normally the sister will tell you I am I'm, I'm more good when I'm a friend with a brother guys yeah, yeah. And yeah the guys, even yeah. me <laughs> and, and then the guys will tell you I'm more good when it's come to the sister yeah so it doesn't it doesn't go same but we should protect our sisters also and we should take care of our sisters and the brothers that who are out there I'm talking to them mostly because when gabadha markish oo loo soo diro suuqa gabadha gaarnaa iyo masa maqaayad iyo waxaas geena be a don't be another problem yeah be a savior be, be a savior that's all that i can say my brother uh mashallah wallahi probably one of the longest and mashallah most fruitful podcasts so far uh wallahi it's amazing uh for me i just want to add one thing i think the sister wallahi thank you so much for your time and ahmed you guys uh added much value and i think this would actually help a lot of people uh for me what i'd like to talk about from my personal experience is uh for the for the health part the health part and the therapy part the sister had talked everything about it but i'm going to talk about uh the dean part you know the dean part for me and we will be talking about this in the next next podcast uh with brother ahmed here friends you know negativity uh you know normalize eradicating negative people from your life actually purge negative relationships yeah whether it be you know haram relationship friends just purge it off and the if second thing good for for your mental health or for your spiritual health leave them let them go cancel them i remember <laughs> there's a sister who says to me i have a friend of mine back then we, have, we used to be friend in primary until now and this sister want like me to to know the boys you know and i can't be friend with uh, unfriend her yeah because it's mm-hmm. been so emotional uh, i don't want to do she she needed advice and i said like if she marries you she will never push you yeah. to think so the friend is very important for me i cancel i cancel people <laughs> if you are being toxic to myself but even i've changed my number Mashallah. if you're not good for my mental health are you going there we are not in this together are you, ready, are you ready to give us your number zero seven mashallah and uh, <laughs> The second thing is uh, the Quran. Wallahi, the Quran is a big major factor in personal development. Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala talks in the Quran a lot about nafs al-ammara which is the, actually the commanding self. The commanding nafs doesn't actually mean self but nafs in Arabic means uh, you know the soul, the psyche, the heart or the mind. Nafs al-ammara. Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala talks about the commanding soul like the commanding soul is someone like with mental health issues. And uh The Quran actually gives advice to help overcome the inner turmoil we can experience. Inner turmoil is the depression we're talking yeah, about. It's yeah, in the Quran, yeah. caused by nafs al-ammara, and actually bring it to a peaceful self by learning the Quran, getting closer to your Allah, you know, praying on time, and then turning that nafs al-ammara into nafs al-mu'tamina, which is actually the well-being, uh, the well-being uh, soul or self, you know. So uh, that's it for this uh, episode, inshallah, all the way from Nakuru, Kenya, episode four. So inshallah my sister also you can get her on her social media things uh she has this page called her sister network for the sisters actually you guys need to follow you need you, you guys need to go and have your own problems there if you have a problem give it your own problem if you have a positive messages then support your own sister and she has also her own page uh, which you, uh, she'll share with us Uh, my Instagram page is Amina underscore Ismail I-S-M-A-Y-L Ismail, you can get me there, you can get me on her, her sister network 
yeah, those are the platforms you can get me. And thank you for having me. It was a good day. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> mashallah. So uh, this podcast has been long podcast, but it's it's cool. it, it's very amazing podcast. So I uh, will leave you guys so that you can enjoy this podcast. Salam alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.